ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world. Welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey, thank you very much, producer Mr. E. Thank you. Thanks. Hi. How yeah. y'all doing? So, Modelist. Modelist. Oh, yeah. Modelist. I'm over the fucking Modelist. Yeah, agreed. I feel like <laughs> if we keep talking about the Modelist, this will become the Monolith podcast. Right. Because uh-huh. I didn't keep count, but there's like, what, like two or three more now? Yeah, and they're different colors now. Yeah, there's and... a golden one somewhere. and So, clearly aliens. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I want to get in on this Monolith stuff a little bit. Can you build a okay. Monolith? Well, uh, sure. By these to ask loose that question, terms right? of a definition of a monolith, we're allowed not? to ask that question, right? Yeah. yeah, that's not legal to build a monolith. No, hell no. It's, it's illegal, illegal to dump to it somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what they're doing with it. Um, okay, so that's how I, I wanted to mention the monolith, but honestly, that's kind of what else is there to say? People are doing monoliths everywhere for some Let reason. Let me ask something. Hmm. What's the purpose behind it? We'll start with you. <sighs> is talking about it. Like, that's kind of part of the reason, like, this is going to give it more power, if you will. Just that's a 2020 why. thing. People are bored. Yeah. yeah Wanted yeah. to create something for people to do. They want to hear people in the news be like, monoliths are appearing everywhere. Who is doing it? What about but, you, host Sean? Well, like I said, aliens. Aliens, okay. Yeah. That's the yeah, logical yeah. explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, aliens are taking over human artists. That's making, right. Making them make <laughs> shitty versions of these monoliths. I think this is going to be some sort of propaganda for, like, a movie or something that's coming out. That'd be sick. That yeah. would be the fun. Movie. I think that's what it is. I the, mean, that's the, just my take. The monolith movie. <laughs> right? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. It'll drop on every streaming network at the same time. In a world where monoliths show up all over the earth, one man, Mr. Buttsworth, decides, <laughs> he's a carniologist, decides he knows the answer. And uh, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And study carnivals. <laughs> and study carnivals. And I don't see any carnivals. Yeah, you were on fire earlier. <laughs> you can't even say word here. Stage fright. Dude, we did a whole pre-conversation about he studied carnivals. And like, I by the end of it, I was pretty convinced he had. <laughs> and then I asked him to say one more thing. He goes, carnival. <laughs> you had a story, right? I is do. That, yeah, that part the, uh, do? Yes. So check out this really stupid story. So this came out of uh, Ontario, Canada. And so the police pull over a dude and they arrested him. Or actually, more I should say, impounded his car because he was uh, sitting on a folding lawn chair in his car. <laughs> huh? Like he didn't have a driver's seat; it was a lawn Get chair. Fat. So here's the picture. Describe what you're seeing. But this is what the police put on Twitter. <laughs> wow! And he's, so uh, he's missing his seat, and there is a folding chair in its place. Yeah, I like that. It's he's still it's got to lean back too. <laughs> right. I, like that I almost feel like it's bolted in there, but I couldn't tell. Maybe you want to, like, I, 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 I doubt I, it. I don't know. Tell, like, that's my one thought is no one's that stupid to just have a folding chair, but I guess this guy was. And so that's it, really the whole, like, story because the, the police posted it, like, yeah, that's super illegal to do that. And his car was impounded. And wow. do not do that. I can't imagine they caught him because of the folding chair. I think they probably caught him because the folding chair doesn't have a seatbelt harness. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe, well, because the article just said, like, uh, there's something that seemed off about the vehicle's driver's seat. They said the driver, like, the police saw it as they drove by. Maybe you just look too low or something, you know? Like low right. Profiling? Like what if what if I'm missing a third of my body and like I just <laughs> yeah. like sit lower in my car? I, I think I that was kind of like seat? iffy. I bet you the. Uh, <laughs> I just think that's ridiculous. Like I'm still sitting there wondering if it was bolted in. That's my one thought. Like because if it was bolted in, I'm like, yeah, this guy's an entrepreneur. If it is just a folding chair and there's nothing there, I'm like, oh fuck, man, you're gonna you're gonna get just eviscerated into a fender bender. <laughs> All right, I kind of want to bring this back to aliens. I'm looking at my topics here. Aliens. And um, this story comes on the heels of uh, that one guy from high up in the U.S. Air Force that came yeah, forward that and said, you know, he had seen UFOs or, yeah, I don't know, that they're real, essentially. UFOs are real, not necessarily aliens, mm-hmm. but UFOs are real. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you about... Um, the Israeli defense chief and his views mm, on heard about this aliens. Oh, okay. Took me a second. I think I heard something about this too, but what is it? Like, I don't know the exacts. So here's what I'm going to say. Um, I have ordered all of my bullet points here in order of here's a crazy thing he said, but here's a little bit of how he's credible. Here's oh, a crazy like thing that. he said. Okay. So we're going to run through these. Um, Israeli ex defense chief, uh, Haim Eshid has come out and said that aliens exist, but they are waiting for us to evolve and become more sane. 
Oh. Before they make their presence known to the general public. So he knows about them. Uh, yes, <laughs> okay. he knows about them. Okay. Eshid served as the head of Israel's space security program between 1981 and 2010. A long time. That it's is. fucking space yeah. security. Eventually you're going to talk to an alien, <laughs> well, let's be honest. Space security. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> he is quoted as saying, the UFOs have asked us not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. And he published it. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> reading you the story. Please, please his ass. <laughs> uh, he says some people are in contact with the Galactic Federation. So... The Galactic Federation. Let's just sprinkle a little bit <laughs> yeah. of crazy on there. Okay. Masters of Dark Matter. <laughs> and then uh, Haim Eshid, that man, has been awarded the Israel Defense Award three times. It's a yearly award given for keeping Israel safe. From space. From space. Yeah, he's the space defense guy. <laughs> he also goes on to so say... So no meteors fell on his watch. Great. <laughs> he also goes on to say, there's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their That'd representatives are... And also our American astronauts. Already there. Already there. So Stargate. aliens are working with American wow. astronauts and Israeli astronauts and... Stargate, bro. That's actually why I like that show, because it is... That's literally wow. what it is. That's what's really happening. It's all this weird, like, we're working with aliens already? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. I want it to be true, but it just, just sounds weird to my ear. Well, the thing is, if it was true and you were that astronaut, how fucking sick would that be? It's <laughs> oh <my laughs> like sitting at a round table with aliens. It's just like, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> the human race is not ready. They must not know about us and our alienness. He also says there's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. Uh, They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. Okay. That sounds like some Scientology bullshit now. Oh. Why do they want us? Yeah, we, yeah, we're here to study the universe. And they, they don't we need want us your know, help. They don't want us to know about the aliens, but do the aliens <laughs> yeah. know about us? Fucking sell oh, 12 Tupperware lids, and we'll get you to the next level of you helping us. All right, here's a little bit of credibility for you. The 87-year-old has a bachelor's degree in electronics engineering from Technion. That's like the most credible thing you said so far. <laughs> a master's degree in performance research and a doctorate in aeronautical engineering. What is performance research? I assume it's some sort of uh, engineering space something. Security. Or other. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Free space security. Put you from space or what? Put your flippers up. Hi. <laughs> In the name of space security, I need that Kool-Aid pitcher, ma'am. <laughs> right now! Space security! So, uh, he goes on to say that Trump was on the verge of revealing it, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, let people calm down first. <laughs> That's the one thing. I even remember that like Hil- was a Hillary Clinton tactic. That, or I think it was her. He was like, I will release all yeah. alien stuff. Yeah. I was right. Like, yeah, and I've, I've heard the tactic so many times. Yes. Them or yeah. Some shit. yeah, and it just never works. It just no. never happens. <laughs> so it's almost even scary. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna declassify everything. Then they read the notes. It's like I can't say shit. I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I have something here about President Obama's interview with Stephen Colbert. Uh, Obama revealed that he had requested to be briefed on classified information regarding aliens, um, and he is quoted as saying, "I certainly asked about it." Obama admitted. Uh, when asked what he found out, the ex-president refused to divulge the information. I can't tell you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What kind of Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeez. yeah, right. The, the, if you're thinking about a galactic federation and this, like, puppet is going to be in charge for four years, like, whatever. We're not mm. letting you do shit, pal. Yeah. Like, move on. So the galactic federation's in charge of, of the day-to-day goings-on here, you're saying? Uh, well, to that, that degree, to the idea of being revealed, maybe they're like, we're going to nuke your planet, or uh, you're not going to tell us. You're not going to reveal our presence. Why would they do that? They don't sound very Federation-y then. <laughs> they do. They're trying to make us their slaves, bro. Why I do they need our help? For what? We need... I don't know. I don't know about that. What's, what does John luc Picard need some monkey's help for? You know what I mean? That's where we are to these aliens we got here. See, they sound like a bunch of con men who have Stargates or something like... Just, we're going to think they're all like powerful aliens. And well, they probably have found some spaceships and like, yeah, I'll just go to planets. Well, maybe that <sighs> is it. You're, you're thinking about uh, Jean-Luc Picard and all the advantages that some sort of Star Trek starship would afford you. But if you think about Stargate, you can travel that distance, but through 
um, a, a device a that is not necessarily yeah, yeah. as powerful as a big spaceship. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe maybe they're dealing with something like that where they're technologically, you know, just one step ahead of us rather than a billion steps ahead of us. I just wonder if the aliens have read Harry Potter. Oh, most assuredly. Right? I'm sure. That's the best piece of literature Earth has. I'm sure we're so, enjoying their literature as well. Do you think they made Harry Potter? Yeah, like... Like, influenced J.K. Rowling? Oh. Maybe that's, like, an alien thing, right? Yeah, no, maybe. I, right? I think we're probably enjoying, like, Grepthar's third movement or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Put that right? jam on repeat. <laughs> or, like, maybe aliens invented, like, just, like, the Philippette screwdriver or something. <laughs> yeah. That's us, dummy. Okay, so final thought on this was as I was reading this, I was like, this is crazy, but it's fun. And this guy's got a lot of I don't know, smarts in his corner and he's been on the inside. So I, I don't know, whatever. And it got me thinking about that story I did a few, quite a few episodes ago about um, if, no, if oh. there was a civilization on Earth that got to our level of technology before us and then some cataclysm happened and wiped them all out. Oh, yeah. You would there be that. a trace of them? Would we be able to detect them? And the short answer was no. no. Yeah. yeah. Everything so would have just... Yeah. Yeah. And so that right there, that thought process lent credibility to the idea that, I don't know, maybe there is some fucking awesome... We were, we were in there. contact with your people millions of years ago, but a calamity sunk Atlantis to the ground. Now we are back. <laughs> Mr. E and Sean, host of the Better Than Most Thing podcast, please help us. <laughs> do what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do they want? Like, that's when I started losing it. And they want our help. Like, no, they don't. They want to know like, how our, our cows help. react to their laser beams. Exactly. They want our probes. help breeding. Like that, yeah. They want us to fuck. <laughs> All right, I want to show you this thing. I thought that was pretty cool. It's almost like a it's like a cyborg thing. It's like a moth cyborg thing. So it's called the Smellicopter. <laughs> that is what it's called. It's just what you described. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's doesn't that nose. sound badass? Like go Smellicopter. Um, but it's a drone that uses an antenna from a live moth to sniff out its targets. And so here, this drone can do two things: it smells odors and follows them to the source, and it can avoid obstacles while doing it. And so let me kind of unpack what this is. I even have a video I'm going to show you that's really cool. Yeah, I'm really me, interested in that whole this. live so, moth thing. So here, here's what's weird. So to moths, here's what the article said itself. I'm going to go back to this. But to moths, the sense of smell is crucial. They use their antennas to scan for the smell of flowers and mates and other important things. So it's incredibly sensitive. A single scent molecule can trigger a cascade of cellular responses in a moth antenna. So the people at the University of Washington, they hooked up a moth antenna an antenna from a live moth to a suite of electronics and used it to guide a drone towards specific scents. The, and then they called that the spellicopter. And so... <laughs> they couldn't come up with I'm, anything more scientific sound. That's a badass, dude. <laughs> I do love the spellicopter. I mean, yeah. fun, the but... spellicopter. So here's my question to you right now. Didn't we do something about the tobacco hawk moth? <gasps> yes. yes, we did. What was that? Remind me. That's the, all I remember is the name. The tobacco hawk moth demonstrated a unique ability to ignore polluted... Uh, food sources. That's what it was. Like the f- most pollution would obscure the smell of uh, butterflies and moths and pollinators, but the tobacco hawk, hawk moth was able to kind of get around it somehow. Okay, see, like, I naturally. do remember the name because we're like, I am tobacco hawk moth man. <laughs> yeah, it's a badass name. It yeah, it is. So the antenna was sourced from the tobacco hawk moth. No shit. Yes. Good for that which, thing. Which was anesthetized and before they removed their antennas. So. They said earlier that that was really crucial. <laughs> so I don't know. I think they didn't even kill him. We all know they die. Like it's just it dies of depression after. That. I guess like yeah. they just they didn't say anything. They like I lost my place now. But like sounds like they just yeah we you know we knock them out and take off the antennas. They're you know they're fine. This is what the aliens are doing to us. They're like scooping out our eyeballs and flying their drones with them and shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, kind of, I don't know. I thought that was kind of fucked up. Like, dude, just smash them and just take them out. Like, you're 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 gonna pretend like, oh yeah, we keep them alive and, unless they grow back. Maybe that's something. Maybe that's something I didn't look into. Maybe they grow back. I don't know about that. Lizard tails grow back. Why is that that crazy? Because it's a reptile. Or this so, is an insect. This is an ins- they can do. Cra- I guess you're right. I would take insects versus lazy for, versus lizards. Oh, I would, I would do that. Bitch. Add it to the list. So We're anyway, so what game. they do is they take the the moth off uh, the moth antenna. They basically yank them off and they smash the moth. And they put small wires are inserted into the antenna because they're basically hollow tubes. 
and then they basically hook it up to a drone, and it it uh, it detects scent way better than anything humans can do right now. Fascinating. And what's cool about it is Jesus. the antenna only stays biologically and chemically active for up to four hours after being removed from the live moth, <laughs> but then they think they can extend that by storing them in the fridge. <laughs> so um, they should just have like a, a cooling unit on the drone. I'm going to show you the drone reason, but like they, maybe they just had a small refrigeration unit. It would the biological unit would last longer. I mean, is this going to be the new drug sniffing dog? Yes. Like, are they just going to like cops just going to open up the back door or that trunk and the drone's going to fly out and sniff your car and key in on? Yes, your... exactly. No, they're thinking uh, this could be because we also talked about the the locust member. That they could release a bunch of locusts that were trained to smell different bomb-sniffing yes. chemicals. This is like a, a, a robotic version of that or a cyborg version. So, oh, yeah. yeah. they can It can smell out chemical signatures from explosives or the breath of people trapped in rubble. Ooh, the wow. Fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? That's, yeah, like, remember, this thing's super sensitive. It's like we stole the moth's antenna. So it's really, really sensitive. Also, maybe gas leaks in building uh, buildings or unexploded mines and stuff like that. Well, that's a good reason to store cheese in my emergency uh, bag. For but now that I described it and everything, and I kind of told you the whole story, I want you to watch this little video. You can even end this out if you want. I don't give a shit, but it'll really kind of put it in perspective what this thing is. Because so she's basically talking about that she's going to point to the antenna right now. So this really is like a moth antenna. This yoked off. This is an antenna from a live moth. Oh man, it's Smell like bent over and hooked up to some electrodes. Wow, that's like Frankenstein-y shit. Right? Wow. That's very cool. <laughs> Oh, what? He just bends it over. We're opening a box we shouldn't be fucking with. (laughs) (laughs) That is bizarre. Looks like one antenna per drone. Yeah, tra- it mimics like what a moth can do too, the programming and stuff. It's a tiny little thing too. That's cool. Wow. No, this thing, this thing's pretty badass. And, and that again, was in 2018, because it says that in the video. I don't even know because I, I read the article sure recently. So this actually is the it says 2020 here, but oh, gotcha. I see you're right though. It's from from 2018 clip. from that clip. Gotcha. You're right. Okay. Cool. So they've been working on it for a while, but like, yeah, just when it shows that hollow tube that you could tell was yanked off a moth and just like uh-huh. bend it over on those little electrodes, then that just works. <laughs> I mean, now I'm sure a lot more magic went into it. Find any food or resources. Yeah, I know that moth's fucked. Like, kill, kill me, do I do the two? Kill, kill me. Yeah, the Ellen Ripley. <laughs> the smellocopter. Yeah, that's a cool little story. I like that a lot. Moth cyborg. I've got a Frankenstein story here for you if you want to hear about it. Yes, you just said this was kind of Frankenstein, right? They're using biological yeah, yeah. like technology shit. So FBI agents stumbled upon a house of horrors after raiding a body donation company in Arizona. Body donation oh, company. Um, a body don't you just so wait? So let's just say you had a body, you can just donate it, no questions asked. A body broker is a firm <laughs> or an individual that buys and sells cadavers or human body parts. Whereas the market for an organ transplant is heavily regulated in the United States, the use of cadaver parts or for research, training, and other uses is not. Other uses. Other uses. (laughs) Other uses. All right. So a body farm or what do you you call it? When you donate your body to science, Uh it goes to one of these places. Body farm. A body farm. Jesus Christ. That's a great term for it. Yeah. And so uh, FBI agents raided this place because they uh, – I don't I, – I, actually, I don't know the original reason. But here's what they found. They discovered a refrigerator filled with penises. Oh. Buckets of limbs, pools of blood, and a human head sewn onto another body in a Frankenstein manner. Ooh. Wow. See, I almost understood all of that until the last one. <laughs> I mean, you know – you gotta do something with the dicks. Put them in a pile. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, who knows what you do? You don't. I don't think you send cadavers full of dick. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm assuming some maybe order dickless. Some order with dick. So when you cut them off, put them in a pile. Same with your hands. They said limbs in the same pile. So it sounds like just. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Or or their their practices would should tell them to incinerate it as soon as it's 
off of the body and not of any use. Like it's like, come on, buddy, you want me yeah. to like turn on this furnace every time for one penis? I got fifty penises here. Like so, <laughs> I, I get, I don't know. But then when he started getting into sewing the head on the other, but now we're getting into yeah, this is starting to point evil. <laughs> When I'm, like, working on a long-term art project, I gather supplies and set them aside. You know what I mean? I'm thinking <laughs> yes. the penis was going to be part oh, of a sculpture. <laughs> For sure. There is an art. There's some weird fucked up art somewhere in this person. Yes. So is, there, is there someone uh, arrested for this? Or did they just notice this and now all the people working there are like, hey, I have no clue. Oh, my God. Uh, no. Uh, they took down um, the owner of this place. I, I didn't give a shit about his name. But yeah. um, let's see. This is not the first time. <laughs> The government has raided this place, though. This goddamn place. Like, stop making things out of your bodies. Well, dude. <laughs> stop it. Back in 2014, they raided this place as well as a, part of a nationwide crackdown. So I'm guessing they were still on the radar from 2014. A body, a body crackdown? Hey, all these bodies are getting too... You're sending them too many places. You're cutting off too many dicks. Like, what are they... Like, what are they? <laughs> I'm getting Jeepers Creepers vibes from this. Yeah, like, maybe some uh, demon, like, runs this whole 2020 is about to get a little worse, because he's out. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're all <laughs> talking shit. We're, like, talking shit out of Xalia's story, but, like, I'd be... I totally believe, like, a de- even I don't believe in, like, you know, the supernatural shit. I can yeah. still believe, like, some weird demonic creatures, like, running this whole factory. Like, I need the more piles of dicks! <laughs> more! <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, the perfect plan, because people are just bringing your resources to you, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, I think that is fascinating about this whole industry, is, like, you know, you donate your body to science, and then all of a sudden, these people are making money off of you. Yeah, and like your that's a trip. Your head's like on someone else's body at the end, and didn't played with. So back in 2014, when they raided this place, they found ten tons of fr- frozen human remains. Ten. Well, that's tons. Ten Is that that big a deal? From a body farm pounds. where they're supposed to be. I, I can't, like, I can't I imagine. Know, it's like they went to this flour mill and found all sorts of flour everywhere, like 200 tons of it. Like, is that 10 tons? You, who, pra- who, like tr- who trades in 10 tons? A body farm we just learned cadavers. about. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, 10 tons. Saying, is, are there, are there, is the, gov- the government saying is like, that's, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Including 281 heads, 241 oh, shoulders. Separate. 337 oh, legs and 97 spines. I like how there's odd numbers with the legs. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them got lost. 15 <laughs> legs. You know, we had to use one for the, the, the doll we're making downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Not the deal. I mean, I guess, like, if you're a doctor, you've probably seen a real head, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's cadaver training. So right? it's like, right? yeah, like, even though it sounds morbid, but yeah, they had. Heads going shipping all over the country to people going to dissect them for the right reasons. So it's where the story's kind of like, yeah, they found all these heads there at the head farm, and I'm like, what? No, again, <laughs> there's I too can, many. I can't imagine too many heads. Ten but they're tons. disembodied heads. That's the weird thing. Uh, maybe that's how you ship. Uh, see, actually, I was wondering that because I just assumed you get a cadaver. Like, here's a body. Do whatever you want with it, right? <laughs> what if it's like I can't afford a body? Can I have just the head? Yeah. Like, okay, sure. If you're if I'm going to to school dentistry to be school. a yeah <laughs> dentist you just, i just need the head yeah, i just need the head or a podiatrist or whatever yeah. give me the feet you know what i mean yeah i'm gonna be a shoulder doctor just send me a shoulder and maybe yeah a, and i've always liked calves send me one too we'll see we'll see what comes what happens i just need a torso i'm gonna be performing <laughs> surgery today you to have a torso cool <laughs> we'll have a two for one deal of this one torso is going bad well yeah throw it in <laughs> yeah like, exactly right so it just sounds like a business you're looking for tumors this guy's yeah, yeah, oh, tumors. i got a tumor dude <laughs> oh god <laughs> So the owner of this facility is currently being sued by 33 families who claim their loved ones' bodies were obtained through fraudulent means. No, okay, now we're hearing some. Now let's see. This sounds shady. Black market. Everything sounds normal until the sewed on head, and now these people say, "Hey, how'd you get that bot? Like, yeah, how did they get the penises in the fridge? Was normal. Sounds like (laughs) it sounds like normal for their world. Yes, us. Why do they have to be cold? I'll tell you what, Mr. E, ever since he got that smoker, he's been trying some weird stuff. Yeah, I know. Lots of weird meats going I through know. that thing. I should have read the pages he searches. I should have brought the pork belly. I thought about bringing some, but I forgot. <laughs> I'm have you guys try some. Well, uh, speaking of pork belly and however much that costs, <laughs> okay. um, I have some prices here from some court documents oh, with, I guess, how much, uh, how much they could get per item. Okay. Uh, a head. Wait, wait, well, let's guess, obviously. Okay. Well, no, there's plenty here. So I want to uh, guess how much a head is. Okay, a whole body with no shoulders or head, torso with head, whole spine, whole leg, whole foot, knee, Damn. pelvis. No heads here, so no heads. 
Do you want to guess how much a torso with a head would cost? Yes. Okay, so that's even better. You okay. get a whole torso, too. Um, I think it's less than you think. I think so, too. I think right? Yeah. I want to say 5000 for some reason. Maybe that sounds like too much, but yeah. I'm going to say 5000 I'm going to say 1000 Okay. The answer is 2400 Yeah. yeah. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, I could have gotten two bodies with a head with my price. <laughs> A whole body with no shoulders or head costs twenty nine hundred. Uh, a whole spine is nine hundred and fifty dollars. That's be cool. It's like one. a trophy item, right? Like predator right. shit. That's a yeah. steal. <laughs> Couple, yeah, dude. Polish it up, make it all nice, and just. It's like like one of your enemies dies. Like, hey, can I have that spine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you doing something with that? Can I have that? <laughs> a whole leg is uh, eleven hundred. A whole foot wow, is four hundred and fifty. Jeez. Yeah, these are pretty. These are pretty reasonable as far as medical stuff goes. Yeah. Uh, a knee is three hundred and seventy-five. A pelvis is four hundred. So it sounds like some cannibal shit too. In a weird way, like if there was some cannibal working in the world, couldn't they just order a foot and be fine? No, I'm sure you got to be licensed. You got to be like <laughs> no. a licensed doctor <laughs> no. or some sort of. <laughs> you dismiss it in two seconds. What happened to? Of course, <laughs> I bet you this sounds like a business again. Like what are all those? The dick pile. Maybe that's something <laughs> they can get. You can get away with. Oh well, like maybe some cannibals eating the dicks. Yes. A little side business, you know? So I guess you're right. You're right. They were probably into the black market trade. I guess. I'm not sure, sure if what I'm reading here, I'm not sure if these numbers are the legitimate numbers that they would be getting from legitimate institutions gotcha. or the black market trade. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like the black market trade would be higher than this, right? For sure. Like $400 yeah. for a foot? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I get you a toe. Yeah, I get you a yeah, toe by no, noon. Exactly. That, that's pretty <laughs> Pink cheap, nail polish. I Fucking amateurs. Um, oh, yeah. And this was heartbreaking. So Matthew Parker was oh, an FBI oh, agent. Oh, one? Oh, okay. He's getting <laughs> sad now. Sean's <laughs> off. Let's hear it. So uh, Matthew yeah, Parker <laughs> was an FBI agent that raided the warehouse in 2014 and retired <laughs> afterward because he experienced PTSD from the gruesome things he witnessed. And this, uh, wow. In the I first missed, raid. In the first raid. So he came back and just like flipped out and See, retired. that means it yep. wasn't just like disembodied heads on the shelf for research purposes. Because like he's a fucking, what, a federal agent, you said? This dude's seen dead bodies and yeah. fucked up shit. So he like, yeah, it was definitely like... It's just probably hard to see it in those piles of, of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Like an igloo of yeah, torsos or you, something. Creepers, remember, he lined yeah. his dungeon with it. Yeah. And they were all weave, woven together. I couldn't sleep at night after that. Oh, it looked like man. a junkyard chop shop where see? they just where they were just ripping things apart. Wow, that's probably what he thinks hell looks like or some shit. But I mean, if you think about it, like that's what a butcher place would look so, like if we all went there. Like it is kind of like I never thought of this industry before, but there is an industry for is, it. Is there anything about the background of the people that are running this? That's what I want to know. The demons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the demons. Was there anyone yeah. like that was held solely accountable or anything? Well, like who's the head guy? <laughs> like who's well, the guy who's thrown <laughs> heads on stuff? Maybe fire him. Someone that's all I'm gonna that. say. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll fire. Put the penises in the fridge, okay? The penis is still, I think, is probably business as usual. Like you said, like the guy even even his description is like it seems like a chop shop. It is a chop shop. <laughs> like that's what it fucking is. Like it's a business. What like he's just not. <laughs> okay, so to answer your question, Mister E, uh, yes, there is an individual in charge that is being held accountable for all of this. I don't know his name, but he's the owner of this thing. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Hannibal yeah. Lecter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Beazel Bob Lecter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it the first time they raided him back in 2014 he got like four years probation like so a fucking slap on the wrist for whatever the fuck he did back then sounds like OSHA violations that's what I'm trying to say maybe this this could be like it sounds weird again like we keep going back to the pile of dicks. Maybe the pile of dicks were too high or something weird. And that's why it's too like, dude, you can't have this many dicks here. Like you have to burn you have to burn like thirty of these before you have this pile going. And so even it sounds horrible to our ears, but I think it almost sounds like a bunch until you get to the head yeah. sewing on thing. That's a that's a bit much. Well and, and that right there. Blood. I mean, that's a little off putting too. That right there I feel like is the intern. Like, oh, it's a slow day. I don't know. Uh, why don't you uh practice your stitching? <laughs> but you practice your sewing up stuff like ah, there's a head over there there's a body over there like just a, practice no, like a young kid you know fresh and twinkling his eye loves his job like <laughs> actually cut one of the heads off just sew back on just don't want to notice and then then they get raided just that day there was an intern story that was talking about how uh, when she was there um, she had to saw off an arm with what looked like a chainsaw bought from Home Depot 
What are you supposed Holy to fucking shit. use? Well, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking too. What does it matter? Like, if I if you need from the elbow down, Dude. like just half of this these like horror stories, funny. just like this sounds like you're. What do you? What are you supposed to do? Like, if you if you <laughs> work in this I business, <laughs> like I'm sure at Breakdown a Cow, they have like a chainsaw too, right? You're supposed to buy the expensive yeah, medical like, chainsaw. Uh, you need a Farmer John one that's a medical grade. Yeah, that's Doctor yeah. Farmer John. Yeah, you God need to pray it. over the body the whole time. It's like, dude, I mean, it's a. I mean, oh. I wouldn't want to get in that business. Do you think it wasn't kosher? Yeah. You think That's it what got it was, dude. Yeah. You just, you know, dot your I's and mind your P's and Q's and stuff. Hey, where'd that... Where'd Make that sure the pee-pees are on the fridge. <laughs> Burn your pee-pees <laughs> right away. That's what we learned. Hey, Mystery, can you grab that, uh, the game hat? Yes, sir. And then I believe, uh, Max, you won the last game, right? I think I did with T. He did. So that means I'm the... You're the judge this okay, time. Okay, okay, okay. Let's try it. I see. I'm, I'm excited. I get to judge things. Okay. I'm so judged so often on this show. Now, finally, I am the one. All right, audience. We're trying out a new game here. It's going to be a regular segment called uh, Better Than Most so do Things. I, do I read this to you guys? Or, yeah. Okay. The topic is Superman versus Godzilla. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. All right. And then you're going to give us the premise? Yes. All right. We will uh, be back from a short break where Max will give us the premise, and Mr. E and I are going to duke it out. Huh. All right. So the topic was Superman versus Godzilla, but I have to come up with a way to ask this question. I've been tripping on this, so here's what <laughs> I'm – I'm going to try to word as best I can. So Superman versus Godzilla, who would be the – who would be better than most at destroying the entire Earth? <laughs> no going to space, though, because I don't – I'm gonna make you Godzilla and you Superman. Okay, so but knowing nothing I, about it, I'm wondering about if you're gonna make me who Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay. So but mystery like, is Godzilla. I feel like they have to stay on the Earth. Is all I'm gonna say. Sean is Superman. Right. Who would be the best at destroying then the entire Earth? Oh yeah. Okay. So who's going first? Uh, oh, Sean. We'll go first. There you go. All right. <laughs> all right. I mean, the audience can see my pointing. Uh, so we need a timer. Oh, that's right. God, I'm really bad at this. All right. So I'm going to give you 45 seconds. To define why Superman would be better at destroying the entire Earth. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get a, minutes, I, not seconds. <laughs> and I get a minute to do this. And then you're going to cut me off. And then there's a 30-second rebuttal. And then... Uh, if chosen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are. All right, <clears throat> tell me when. Go. Superman would be better at destroying the Earth simply because he's Superman. So you said no going to space. So I can't uh, say that he would repeatedly go to space and then drop himself into the Earth like a just a big meat missile. So I can't say that. Uh, so instead, what I will say is he, in Superman 1, he repaired the California San Andreas fault line that Luke's Le- Lex Luthor was trying to blow up. Uh, to create beachfront property, but he repaired that. So if we reverse that, he can technically destroy that as well. And I think by destroying the entire earth, what he would do is create a series of 15 seconds. He would create a series of earthquakes that would shatter the, shatter the world. And then he'd burrow down to the core and just start wrecking shop and pushing big giant continents out into space and destroy the earth Earth. as we know it Two, one. Okay. I would ask you the same question, but about Godzilla. Go. I'm going to make this really easy. Okay. Godzilla is known for his nuclear breath, which is basically can burn through anything. And where does he reside? At the bottom of the fucking ocean, which is close to the Earth's magma core. So he would just aim down, blast his fucking nuclear blast into the core of the ocean, and that shit would erupt in Uh like five seconds. Also, he's the king of the monsters. So, I mean, that title means a lot. That's all I need. You'd like to succeed the rest of your time? No, okay. That's 30 seconds exactly. So, what would be your 30 second rebuttal, please, Hoshan, now? Okay. So, uh, I feel like Godzilla would never want to destroy the Earth simply because he is the, he's like the Earth's natural protector. You know, when uh, Superman is is its adopted son, you know, Mm -hmm. if he needed to destroy the Earth, he would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like Godzilla would never need to destroy the Earth because. That's his place. Superman could just go into space after he destroys the Earth. Like, let's say, let's say the Earth has gone bad. Mm-hmm. Every person's on it is a zombie with uh, space capabilities, able to destroy other places. Oh, ah. oh you're done. 
Well, to counter that, I would say that I've seen. I don't wait, know wait, if it's wait, the wait, timer wait, wait. going. Timer okay. now, yeah. I don't know if it's movies or graphic novels, but I'm sure I've seen it. There's fights where Superman's fighting in cities, where as he's fighting the villain, he's saving the skyscrapers from falling and hitting the ground and placing them back on safe surfaces. So if you're going to argue that one wouldn't destroy the earth over the other, <laughs> that's not going with what the question said here. The question says who would be better at it? Time me. Seven, fair, five, fair, four, fair point. Three, two, one. Okay, so am I supposed to judge on that? Or yeah. I almost want to keep giving you guys more rebuttals because I love the rebuttals more than everything. <laughs> you guys like, give shit each other, but um, based off those arguments right there, I would give it to Godzilla only because I felt like your first minute, like you basically didn't start anything arguments until <laughs> I, I saw it. Actually, it was like thirty-five seconds. You're like, oh yeah, then he's gonna destroy the vault or whatever. Versus he actually said right away down there, destroy. And you both have the same concept basically too. So he got to it quicker, although he gave up his... I would have kept saying longer, too. And then your rebuttals, kind of you bitched each other about who would do it. It's like the question was, who would destroy it? And he, says, and he pointed that out. So that's why I'm giving it to him, because I think he did more of the basic of the question. Okay. You both, both debated whether they Thank do you. it. Thank you. I'll take it. And you both did it, but you at least commented that you were doing it. Good game. Good game. Good game. I want another rebuttal. That was fun. I would love to give <laughs> no, it. Like, the I think the rebuttals are the best part. That's me going, fuck you, fuck this. I'll get you next time, Gadget. That um, means now next time I'm judge, so it's the two hosts no again. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> I, I should have made you all. I mean, choose Zoomer. <clears throat> um, oh, so out there on our little break, I was pointing out the star Beetlejuice to you guys. Yes. Uh, Max, you weren't there. I, was, I wasn't there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, He's talking about stars without me. So back in 2019, Beetle Geist, Beetlejuice, for the sake of this, I'm going to call it Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm going I'm to call it Beetlejuice for the sake of this. Uh, it suddenly dimmed for no reason. Yeah. And some people suspected that it was about to go supernova. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Right? And supernovas are very rare in our galaxy. They happen only... Uh, oh, here, here's the thing. Um, just a few times every 100 years. So the last one we witnessed was actually 33 years ago. Oh, dear. Right? I think that's kind of fun. I always thought supernovas were like a danger. Like if one happened too close, we're all dead. Uh, it, Well, it doesn't say anything about that. Oh, yeah. that, That's why you should always... Say, was it in a yeah. threatening range? Yeah. yeah. So, it would have to send something at us at light speed, sure. and then it would still take... On a pinpoint precision, too. Well, right. And then yeah. it would still take, uh, what, however many light don't, years Don't leave the hive. It could happen any moment. <laughs> Be afraid. So, uh, as a result of the dimming in 2019, in 2020, uh, lots of astronomers trained their telescopes straight at the star and waited for the explosion. Over the last year, the star has returned to its usual brightness. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to explain what did it. A bunch of poop in the way. <laughs> so, Pretty much. Uh, leading theories are this. The star burped out a cloud of debris which, uh, you know, obscured the vision and could also have big implications when considered how planets are formed. Mm -hmm. For, so whatever that mm. means. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going down <laughs> yeah. that rabbit hole. Because there's more material, it's saying, because you need, like, material to definitely, like, make an accretion disk to make a planet. Right. You need some. Okay. So, I think is what they're saying. Uh, or the other theory is that it uh, seems to disprove the whole dust theory, is that scientists used a fancy telescope in Hawaii to view the star in such a way that it wouldn't be obscured by the <clears throat> dust. And what they noticed was the star was still dim. So it wasn't dust in front of it. I see. So it was dimming. Yeah. And so, again, these are two competing theories within the scientific Spaceship community. Spaceship in front of the, the whole so. star. Spaceship as big as a star. <laughs> That's right. A... Um, what is that? Dyson sphere. Dyson sphere. Dyson sphere. And so the we got Dyson sphere here. <laughs> and so the uh, what they also what they suspect is the sun or the, excuse me the star is going through a convection cycle like boiling water like where an oven. yeah where uh, hot water rises to the top and then cools down and sinks back down to the core. Mm -hmm. So they're essentially thinking that's what was happening with that particular star and the uh, material on the top of it was just cooling for longer than it normally would. A year, more or less, which was interesting. Or dark matter. Yeah, dark matter. Of course. Yeah. Yep. So that in turn made it produce less light. Uh, yes, gotcha. exactly. Like it lowered in lumens and stuff, I believe. Right? You're saying like, like the, you said that, like lumens? Totally. Yeah. I think I said lumens. 
I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sometime in the near future, it will explode. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. It'll happen anytime in the next 200,000 years. And <laughs> Hell yeah. I thought this was super interesting. The explosion, if and when it does happen, will outshine the full moon. Wow. For just that, for a long time? I don't think for a long time, but for... Just like instantly? Like, ah. Yeah. I wonder. Right? Well, I think it takes so long to for it to travel to us. I'm wondering how that would work. Like, wouldn't we see it? I mean, you know, I'm just curious how that would work. I think we would probably pick up on signals. Well, no, light travels yeah, faster than yeah, any light, of the light other signals. stuff. So yeah. it it would be just light. We would we would just be looking. Well, like if the sun that. blew up, we wouldn't know for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like when by the time we saw it, it already happened. But then that yeah. Anyway, we're not smart enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the one. So I was reading this article about growing drugs in tomatoes. And I thought that was cool. Oh, like tomaco. I thought the same thing. <laughs> tomaco. Like, tomaco. Which was a Simpsons episode where yeah. uh, Homer basically crossed tobacco with tomatoes. And it made this like tomato super addictive. That it, I remember Ralph, he ate a, he ate one. He was like, this tastes like grandma. I was like, this does taste like grandma. I want more. I want more. And then like they instantly like everyone was addicted. So that's what made me think of this too. But uh, yeah, so what they're doing is they they genetically modified a tomato to produce L-dopa, a drug used to treat Parkinson's disease. Wow! So you can like grow these tomatoes, and it'll have this drug in it if you have Parkinson's L-dopa. disease. Yeah, yeah. Well, so L or like maybe or I mean L-D-O-P-A. So I don't even know what the hell it is. They never really go okay. into it, like what it is. They just yeah. keep saying it's. It's to treat Parkinson's disease, dummy. And that's all they say. So I don't know oh, what the fuck it does. it does. So it's, they're really more focusing on just making this. Like, So what's cool about this, is if you think about it, like instead of having a, a pharmaceutical company synthesize this medicine and then deliver them or distribute it around the world, this could uh, have local plant cultivation at low cost and basically have communities offer their own production of these type of drugs and stuff they need. They could just grow these tomatoes anywhere. I wonder what the um, if there is a downside to the idea of – Normal people without Parkinson's eating this tomato. I never got that either. I was wondering about that. Like, you probably wouldn't want to eat the Parkinson's tomatoes. Right. Like, yeah. It just doesn't sound like you'd want to. I had the same thought, like, because they mentioned at one point, like, not in this article, but just in general, like, if you're planting these things, they'd have to maybe be a little controlled so, like, the pollen wouldn't get out. and Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that was something they mentioned. So. I guess, but what would happen if you ate like a, oh, this is a Parkinson's tomato. Now well, I got this L-Dopa in my system. Oh, no, like whatever it does, I guess. They're implying that uh, the end user can just straight up take a bite of the tomato and get a dose. Yeah. I uh, had assumed they'd have to like refine it out of the tomato and put it into a pill or something. Or It's interesting that... Um, Maybe. Well, they never, yeah, they never mentioned like taking it, trying to get it out. Like they, they yeah, did mention so, like it would take a 2.2 pounds of tomatoes to make about 150 milligrams of this. Which is? L-dopa milligrams. But I mean like the average dose or that's. They never mentioned like how much dose it was. That's I assume why, that's I, like a benchmark. I don't know. Like I don't know if that's a lot because, you know, in the weed world, I think like that's kind of a lot. Like if I took 150 milligrams of weed, I'm like, oh, so huh. that sounds like a lot to me as far as. But I don't know if that's a lot in the grand right. scheme of whatever this L-Dopa <laughs> stuff is. But I just thought it was kind of crazy because they're, they're basically trying to turn these uh, these tomatoes and they called it drug producing biofactories. It's a drug delivery system. Yeah, it is a drug <laughs> delivery system. Exactly. And so if we can make maybe make these tomatoes make other type of molecules and stuff and grow them, it could be a way to you know, maybe take power out of these pharmaceutical companies' hands and or just have a easier way for people to consume and make these drugs that they would need. And I just thought the idea of growing stuff in a tomato, like tomaco, was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think uh, it's being put to a better use than, let's say, like your corn syrup batch of corn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of growing something useful rather than sugar. But who knows if you ate it, what would maybe it would probably not. I don't know. Taking drugs that you don't need. Probably isn't good for you. Yeah, so, so I probably would eat it. I mean, do we know? Uh, this is just some research at a university or something. It's like a proof of concept that they're like yeah. doing this, and so there is like a tomato that does this. But yeah, we, we can't like go buy them right now. Right, it needs to be. It needs yeah, to exactly. We gotta make sure. Like, what happens if a baby eats one? Like, it dies. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but this article actually mentioned something else too. It's like an Australian native tobacco plant. They said is the, perhaps the most used biofactory right now because it's um, there's a gene mutation in it that switches off its immune system so that tobacco plant has been engineered to produce everything from flu and polio vaccines to human anti-inflammatory proteins Dope. holy shit which is weird to me because i'm wondering does that mean you have to smoke that tobacco plant <laughs> no. or does that mean they're that must be they're grinding it up and and getting it Extracting. out so maybe yeah. that is 
Maybe you aren't eating the tomato, like What's you said. So Maybe you it grow is antibiotics and shit. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I like the. I just like the idea of the growing stuff in the. I want some like, I want some bite. I actually, there's probably vitamin B in there. Uh, I was gonna say a vitamin B of uh, carrots, but it probably is. I want something. Uh, how about uh, Viagra carrots? There it's you go. Viagra. Our, <laughs> yeah. That's a Viagra show. carrots. It's a theme of our show where like. The topics do something, but do it with like way less material. Like, for instance, the evaporating water column. Do you remember that thing that the took fem- the sunlight yeah. and everything? Yeah. It's just like, yes. I like how all of our topics do that. Like, they do the same thing, but we're trying to do it with less mm-hmm. material and less money and less budget and everything. So uh, this like, actually even mentioned cool. too. Some people don't even like the because it's like chemically synthesized the drug. So this might help, like for lack of a better term, more natural. So the, sure. the body might that's actually absorb it more. Antibiotics. That's all man-made shit, yeah. right? That's ah, awesome. Tobacco. Yeah. Hey, now that you mention it, innovation is kind of one of the benchmarks of the show, as a matter of Absolutely. fact. Absolutely. That's kind yeah, of fun. Because it's like, I mean, what do you got to do to be better than most? Innovate, baby. <laughs> Very true. Speaking of innovation here, I have a story about ion engines and how they're oh. the wave of the future. Those are from... Uh... Like Star Wars and shit, man. I was, dude, I had a note in here. I didn't know how far I'd get into the story before... TIE Fighter. <laughs> so tell me about TIE Fighters. Well, TIE please. Fighters, it, they're, it stands for twin ion engines. Oh, And wow. so, yeah, it's like, that's what that noise here is like, even though there's no noise in space, but whatever. Yeah. In the cockpit, there's air, so whatever. <laughs> that was like the argument, the TIE Fighter. <laughs> Everyone's always mad about that mm-hmm. one. So an ion engine exists in real life, and essentially what it is, it's an engine that doesn't have any moving parts. It creates thrust without moving parts. How? So it like it's well, it not a rocket like that Voyager thing either. It's not a rocket. It doesn't create flame or anything like that. Okay. Which you know, I guess a rocket technically has no moving parts, but it's different. Ion engine. Uh, so it has no propulsion then. No, it has propulsion. It but moves okay. forward. So how? Basically, <laughs> it uses. Thank you. <laughs> Explain it like I'm five. <laughs> how go big? How go forward? It do. What to push out for it go forward? It uses a, an expendable fuel source to create charged electrons that it uses to create movement. Wow. Charged so electrons. In space, they use it to um, – they have a gas like on board that uh, it – what is it? What am I trying to say? It plasmatizes or uh, – essentially, it, 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 it electrifies it and creates a stray electron that it then shoots out of the back. And that creates thrust. Oh, that's wow. like a solar sail. What? A solar sail. It's the same thing. Like they want this material that you can somehow you push like lasers practically at it, and like the like literally the lasers are the propulsion. It's almost light oh. propelled or something. The particles of the laser laser itself are catching in the sail, and it. Pro- there so you go. Like, except there's no sail here. Yeah, there's there, no moving parts. Because yeah. instead of shooting at a sail to capture it, it's just pooping it out to move it forward. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. And so uh, these engines have been used by NASA for the better part of like 50 years. So that's pretty damn cool. I think the Voyagers are running on ion engines. Oh, interesting. I think the Voyager 1, 2, and I mean, they had a laundry list of stuff. Dozens of satellites and lunar landers from various countries. So everybody's using this technology. So there's no like cool Batman flame coming out of them when they move around? It's just like literally just... They likened it more to Star Trek, where there's no moving parts, there's no thrusters, it's just just light and a panel, and just boop, there you go. It's probably not super reactive, I bet. Is it like, you know, especially because it's in space, but I'm just curious. Are they like, just like... Oh, no, no, no. Like, it barely moves an inch, but that's all you need, you know. No, they're highly efficient, but they create a weak thrust. Yeah. So it's not very useful for every day. Yeah. Currently, but if we could make, if we can increase these numbers, and that's what this story is about. Nice. Uh, so Stephen Barrett from MIT and his team created a model with a wingspan of 16 feet, and it weighed uh, 5.4 pounds. The plane flew about 200 feet on this new ion engine in atmosphere. In atmosphere. Oh, good wow. catch. Yeah, this is not made for space. Yeah. Holy shit. And so this um, this plane has. Uh, like a bunch of electrodes strung across the top of it, so exposed wires, mm-hmm. and they charge the front of the wires differently than the back, and that 
process reacts with the nitrogen in the air to create that stray electron that it then shoots out. Wow. For some reason, this reminds me also of salt energy. Remember how they made energy from like the salt and whatever? Like some of that mixture of stuff is just a... Anything, if anything mixes with anything and creates a byproduct, we can make we can fuck with it now. <laughs> yes. So like now it's like oh that's a byproduct. They're like making that an exhaust, if you will. That exhaust is pushing things forward, and then the the wings I'm sure still use the activate lift or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So actually, the wings are just kind of there to be wings and you know help uh, maintain lift. What really created the lift is they put a hydrofoil behind that whole uh, electron shooting exhaust, um, and a hydrofoil is essentially a curved piece of material okay that uh mimics like what a wing flap would do where it moves up and down to create thrust or, or to uh lift yeah to create <laughs> lift there you go that's what i'm trying to say um so to your point uh it's not very efficient they said that their flight <laughs> of 200 feet was 2.6 percent efficient oh god <laughs> and it taxed the, the engine and it blew up at the end but they need to attach some uh, moth antennas to that bitch. Oh, dude, that would do it. <laughs> that would do it. It would be the it, slowest uh, bomb sniffing <laughs> robot yeah. ever. It would smell things out with the power of the ion engine. <laughs> In two months, it'll find that bomb. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the data did show that the faster the plane went, the more efficient the ion engine became. But that's much like uh, normal planes. The faster you go, sure. the more efficient it is to maintain mm-hmm. that speed. Um, for the most part. So they calculated that if it traveled at seven, excuse me, 670 miles per hour, it would be 50% efficient. And that is much wow. faster than the average, uh, engine no kidding. Uh, commuter plane. Yeah. So you gotta make it shoot up more, more ions now and shit. Well, yeah, they just have to refine the engine. The, uh, the new design it's like cause cancer and shit like just shooting out <laughs> electrons like you look at the back once your face melts like, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you gotta seat everyone on the wings you can't be in anywhere near the hole anymore yeah exactly you have um, to wear this space suit to get on this plane yeah no so they already have ideas on how to improve it and whatnot and they've been working on this since uh, when was this this was like <gasps> 2016 to 2018 or something wait a minute huh this is jetpack man technology Oh. He has an engine, an ion engine, and that would explain all of this shit. That is a right? dope theory, right? It's like it's like Richard Zelinsky or something, but he has like the ultimate ion <laughs> engine. He's like, yeah, this is seventy five percent. It's like thrust. He can just do whatever he wants, and then since it's just energy, he's just like, beep, 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 and no one hears him. Right? You're right about that. No one has heard Jetpack Man starting off. Yeah, catching. Yeah, huh? Wow. Uh, I'm starting to come around it, to it. You motherfucker. I like it. Um. The team likened their 12-second flight to the Wright Brothers' 11-second flight. Oh, hey. But they didn't have a passenger on board. <laughs> so, Can you lie an engine yeah, in the you water, know. you think? Uh, I'm sure they'll figure that one out if they really need to. I don't see why not if you just find a way to react with whatever's in the water to create that stray electron and shoot it out the back. Yeah, if you're still pushing something out the back, I guess. But you think about how dense water is, that better be a pretty efficient system that can create some thrust. Yes, that's true, right? Uh, Yeah, it's it's easier to move through space than water. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, this actually happened a couple months ago, but I was reading about it, so I thought it was really interesting. Um, A baby was born in Tennessee that could be, they can claim it's the oldest baby ever born. Why do you think it's the oldest baby ever born? Oh, I'm guessing some sort of Tennessee bullshit hopping off here. <laughs> yeah. This is in Florida. Pretty much, uh, yeah, this lady gave birth to a 12-year-old boy. Um, he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> no, that's not what's happening. <laughs> hey, Bob. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, okay, here's what it is. It's um, Basically, uh, she's the oldest baby ever born because uh, she was the longest frozen embryo ever successfully delivered to live birth. So how long do you think she was frozen for? It is. So her name is Molly Gibson. She was born October 6th, but her birthday was something literally decades in the making, and she was frozen October 1992, which is uh, 28 years ago. So she's she's been on ice for twenty eight years. Oh, then, I was still wow. I was thinking about I know, a guess. I was I know, but you know what? I didn't. I was like, <laughs> right, fuck it. Enough. Sorry, because wow. But yeah, dude. Twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Wait, so she was frozen as a zygote, right? The the, the as point, an embryo says as an embryo. Yeah. So yeah, she had the egg had already been fertilized. Yes. and then they froze her. Correct. For how many years? Twenty eight. Fuck. 
That's like um, Demolition Man stuff right there. <laughs> it's like time travel. It really is. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to know. Okay, so this is, I guess, the Mengelev in me. Um, I want to know at which point freezing an embryo or a human being is no longer viable. Well, this is like the longest one, and they're talking about. It even says at the end here. Give me one. Oh, I'm sorry. At what age? At what development? Won't be. Yeah, won't be viable anymore. Yeah. Right now, we know it's 28, and uh, but no, that's the that's the amount of time. I'm talking about the stage in which a human grows. At what points? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking you're about trying, some to, sick testing to free, here. Yeah, you yeah. try to say freeze like a uh, like because at the end I say I want to I want to jump in this cold baby shit and freeze myself. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really just want to know if I can do it. That's yeah, what I was gonna say. Sure. I, literally, my last sentence says just freeze me in the cold baby shit. Uh. <laughs> like I want to whatever that is. But what I thought you were asking was uh, what this person said was as long as the embryo is maintained correctly in the liquid nitrogen storage tank at minus 396 degrees, we feel they may be good indefinitely. Wow. Very cool. May. Wow. That's a big May. So cryogenics. Because there's another, there's right? another, it's like, thing now. let's see, this was, this is uh, at the same time, about 75% of donated embryos survive the freezing and thawing process, and, and about 49% of transfers result in live birth. So it's still like, they could freeze indefinitely, but it doesn't mean it's going to be like, for sure, going to have a baby type it's of deal. less than half the time. Huh. But yeah, I want to go back for a little bit to these people. So yeah, like I said, Molly Gibson, she was uh, the oldest one now, 28, and her, her mom, Tina, had her when she was 29. So they're almost, in a weird way, the same age, but they're not. Obviously. Oh, that's a trip. Wait, her mom has twenty nine. Twenty nine. They're eight. They have an eighteen month differential. If you wait, account wait. For how does that work? Her mom, the person who gave birth to her, I should say one years old. No, yeah, well, no. I they... should... Oh, the person who gave she's her, a frozen embryo. Who yeah, 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 the embryo. yeah. Exactly. Got so, it. Yeah, exactly. She's okay. twenty nine, and so in theory, they're eighteen months apart as far as age. Even though you know that's a trip. It's kind of some weird shit there. Fucking um, but what's cool is um. That's a great mystery, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, but what's kind of cool is uh Molly, the one who was just born. She broke a record that was held by another person, uh, Emma, who she was frozen for twenty four years. Oh, and okay. What's cool is th- they're sisters and they're the same family. So wow. this this one family has both these sisters. So one was they were both wow. frozen at the same time. And then twenty, and then four years ago, she got in vitro and had a baby. And then they went for her sister, and it worked too. So you know what this really is? What this is a Guinness corner. Guinness yeah. corner. <laughs> yeah, I was actually trying to hide it, but yes, it is. She just broke the record. Yeah, she did. She's, <laughs> and she's doing it with her family. Like she. And what's kind of cool too is, um, oh. I didn't know this. What this was happening, but Molly and Emma are fully genetic siblings too. They were frozen from the same people. Yeah. Right. So they're. Do they so, have another one or two? That they didn't mention. There's any other right. eggs out Sequels, there? Huh? But this all comes from the National Embryo Donation Center, and it's a Christian-based nonprofit, and which I thought was kind of weird because, like, here's what it is. I guess. Well, because here it makes sense to them. Because look, it says nonprofit that receives donated embryos from biological parents who have gone through in vitro fertilization, but would have decided for whatever reason to not go through with the embryo for pregnancy. So it just sounds like some weird loophole for abortion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's also some okay. Christian weird thing. Like I want to have a baby, but I don't. Wow. But I'll pregnant and freeze it, and it's still alive over there. But I didn't kill it. But I've, well, I didn't see it 28 years from now. Like, yeah, it is a loophole for abortion. That's exactly oh what I was God. thinking. And so it's, but it's kind of a cool loophole if you think about it, because these people wanted a kid, and well, they pretty much get to, they, they live, get to go right? through all the the loveliness of giving birth to it. And but it's kind of cool too, because you got these frozen babies that are like super old, and they need some homes. <laughs> so uh, they I said they, they, they had a thousand life expectancy at all. I wonder if that affects oh. our life expectancy. Because oh, it's like, do they come out in age twenty eight, like biologically? No, like, I mean, no, I mean, they're, no, I mean, like that. Even though that's like a like when they say they're the same age. Frozen. I mean, it's like yeah, they've been on the earth the same amount of time, right. but like nah, there's she got reset. I, like okay. she's like that's a great question because I would love to know like freezing your beginning cells for saying. that many years seems fine well seems They're fine saying. now you know it can produce a human but does it have any long-term effects on like dna or you know the uh, just it did the, say the, the her sister, yeah. it did say yeah. her sister was developing uh superpowers it was mentioning that oh. but like the end like she's lifting things with her mind again yeah. freeze me now <laughs> like, that's, that's literally how i ended like i said put me in this freezing baby shit i want to like, be I wanna... like i want to be like magneto level i was gonna go for apocalypse but i don't want to be greedy so i want to like i don't know 60 years? What do you think? Oh, dude. I, I think just 30 would be pretty impressive. Pretty, I don't... Like, this is 28. We're already pushing it. I want to... Yeah, but her sister's 25. starting to develop powers. I want to come out of the womb, like, fucking... 
Can we, I, I would, I, I, I'm going to wait till there's a technology to reverse myself back to the embryo stage and then freeze myself to <laughs> save her. Oh, yeah, smart. Like, I want to keep, I want to somehow retain my memories. So, yeah. Maybe like on a, on a floppy disk. Yeah, hopefully somewhere. by then they'll have the floppy disk <laughs> floppy. down. I just thought that was crazy that there's these frozen babies on ice. Like, you know what I mean? Just like for years. They're just like, yeah, here, you're Christian. Have some. Here, have some baby. Go for it. 28 years old. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. Speaking of ancient art forms, I want to tell you about this really cool one I dug up here. So this story comes from China. China. More specifically, a small village in central China. China. This village is famous for practicing a very specific form of Kung Fu. A Chinese okay. version. But they are worried it will die out if more volunteers don't come forward to learn the ancient methods. Okay. This form of Kung Fu is called the Iron Crotch. <laughs> Lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not volunteering. Oh, really? You know, you guys aren't interested? So, <laughs> it's based on okay, the sure, idea. Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. You gotta sell. You got me. So, it's based on the idea um, that using proper breathing techniques one could overcome a strike to even the most sensitive areas of the body. Oh, Go on. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> they also practice uh, iron throat, iron head, <laughs> iron chest, and iron back. There's no that iron I can believe. Where's the iron butthole? The iron butthole. That was I, one of my powers <laughs> on PUBG. We used to talk about the iron butthole. Like if a grenade happened, I used to have to put my butthole toward it. That would save everyone. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Did that, did that work out? A, no, but we talk about a lot of weird things on the on the PUBG Twitter uh, yeah, channel. True that. So, um, at what point the village had about eighty people proficient in the iron crotch technique? <laughs> but uh, they're all sterile and they can't seem to spread. <laughs> they can't. Their kids are, like they can't spread they it can't to their kids. Why? Yeah. Why? They're definitely not recommending it to their kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're down to five people. So they really need to pass on this ancient art for. We need well, new people to accept. They yeah, they want basically they need people to like a, like just get their balls what punched like over and over. What is the benefit to this art form? Nothing. It's Being ancient. able to it's ancient. so if some you get in a random fight, maybe one time in your entire life, and then someone if goes you, to hit you, you in the nuts. Which if most you prepare people for it, yeah, if you prepare and then for you it, you have like the the force of mind, the will of mind to just. <laughs> Iron nutted. I no, mean, that's what you have to be like. You kick me in the balls the right fight. now. Yeah. Well, no, the, the problem. Right now. The problem is you get kicked in the nuts, and you got to do your breathing technique. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, exactly. like the guy's gearing up for another yeah. fucking fist. Yeah. Like, first of all, you have to do that before it even happens. Like, oh, balls like, happening. Like, yeah. you might as well not take the kick to the balls. Like, I've seen like I've seen like you're talking about like solar plex shit where like Spetsnaz soldiers like they know how to take the blow, but like your balls, dude. That's like you're genetically. If you get hit there, you're fucked. Like, yeah, that dude. is your weak spot, no matter how much yeah, you care about. But that's I've seen people that like get hit in the balls before and they don't flinch and shit. So well, I that's a fetish. Just, so yeah. people are into it. Like <laughs> yeah, people man. can make it happen. Dude, I can't even imagine. Oh my god. Yeah. No. So to promote the iron crotch, they installed an 88 pound log of wood chained to the oh steel chained to the ceiling uh-huh. with a steel cap on the end. No fucking way. <laughs> Say it again. I'm not. I'm not grasping it. So think about that. a battering ram. Eighty-eight pounds, bro. <laughs> like just a a big battering ram with you know chains Dude, leading to the ceiling what? to help promote the swing. This okay. Is, this is a fucking. This is a joke. This isn't real. <laughs> so then they so it smashes their balls. And, and then, yeah, and then they stand in front of it and smash into the balls. With a metal cap, though. Don't forget that. Yeah, part. a steel cap. <laughs> I'm just so, wondering if like physically. I guess would your balls explode? I, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm like, I've heard stories. This horse, like I've heard like, oh, some kid you? didn't wear a cup once, and the yeah, baseball was too fast, and they just they looked for the balls, they weren't there. Out. Like they're not there because they're just disintegrated. Like they're like mozzarella sticks or something, right in there. Like how much powerful are they? That was like a punch or a kick. Not I bet you it goes up his ass a little. Well, bit. this is actually this log is actually replacing the old method of punching, kicking, using a brick, using a stick. I mean, it makes sense. If you can survive that, then you can survive anything, right? Well, I just think, yeah, I I think the real method is the punch, the kick, the brick, the stick. Because <laughs> with the log, like, what do you have, you have to, like, position your balls just right for the yeah, log to come in and smash them? them. They're <laughs> tucking. They're tucking. They're yeah. not... It's not getting tucked. It's anything. It's like they're because the dick actually the dick can take the hits. Have you noticed that the yeah. balls can't take hits? But the, if someone hits, like ah, but it's like meteor. It's like your skin, but there's no bones to break. Versus your balls are there's something to break there. So I think they're tucking. Honestly, or 
They're definitely a, what do they call it, Buffalo Bill in it? Or, but like, here's, yeah. <laughs> or the old hide a dick, they call it. The old hide a dick. They're, they're definitely doing that, and they're hitting just like their taint or something. But here's what I think. If they're serious about their craft, that steel cap on that log has some sort of attachment for different, uh, you know, attachments. It has some oh, sort of man. fixture on it. Spidey. So you can put a fist, you can put a stiletto. Just, just t- cut them off. <laughs> just cut them off at this point. <laughs> just nuts. cut them off and don't flinch. You'd be such a badass. So apparently... Back in 2016 is when they installed this thing, and it worked. A lot of people have come to uh, take up the new, or excuse me, the ancient craft of Iron Crotch. And they're learning this now. (laughs) They're learning this now thanks to um, YouTube videos and then 2020 one-on-one sessions via, like, Skype and video calls. So they're spreading the iron crotch around hey, sensei, the globe. Watch me take this to the nuts right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> over Zoom. You've only barfed twice this time. You're improving. <laughs> You're doing so good. <laughs> Give me fifty dollars. <laughs> I how does that how does that start? You just got one guy in the village. It's like a lot of watch hate. This. I feel like a lot of hatred. <laughs> like a lot of self hate. A lot of like mm. <laughs> people do a lot of weird things. I don't know why this was a give me a weird thing in my face. I'm like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Like, For real. I mean, I've seen it before, but I'm sitting there just now like, man. Yeah, man. I, that's why I saved this one like, to last. They're dangly. Like old balls. Like they're old men too. Old, they're like, they're like probably throwing on their shoulders and shit. Well, you know, uh, I heard an evolutionary theory. I don't know if it's true, but the reason your dick hangs in front of your balls is to protect it from hits. Yeah, it's, that's the powerful thing. I think if anything, they, they're getting their dick hit and the, there's no way the balls are being by Touched. an eighty-eight pound fucking ram, <laughs> yeah, though, you, you can do it. <laughs> the dick, and the dick's like it deflects. Still, though, it hangs and deflects. Like, look, oh, eighty-eight it doesn't pounds go all, it swinging. Goes, do you think he's got like a semi? Slowly, <laughs> slowly. Do you think he has like a semi? And then like tight no. underwear, and you know what I mean, just to help. No, no, no. This is where the actual art comes in. It has to be flaccid at all it's times. It's a tuck, I think. I think it has to be tucked and right. flaccid if you ever yeah. fuck up once. A tuck is a kids. cheat, right? You can't. Oh, think, it's a cheat. I mean, you gotta get hit in the It's a technique. It's a technique. What record's being broken here? <laughs> Dude, how many pounds of battering ram can you take to your nuts? <laughs> without tucking. 85. <laughs> 88. 88 miles an hour. Alright, well, uh, that was a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at BTMT underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 